Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Live from Hollywood, California, this is So I Married a Movie Geek! Candyman! 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 Welcome to So I Married a Movie Geek. In case you didn't guess, we just watched Candyman for the first time. Well, for me, anyway, for the first time. Along with Child's Play. It's a late 80s, early 90s double feature! I'm Chrissy McQueen, and we have Justin Winters as well. And I gotta say, at first I was like, Candyman and Child's Play? What do these two movies have to do with each other? Do you think they have anything in common? Yes, they have lots of things in common. I know what I think they have in common, but I'm curious as to what you think they have in common. Okay, well, they're both... Both based in Chicago. Yes. Um, and they both feature a character who, as seen from the other characters in each movie, they're um, viewed as kind of crazy. No one believes their story. No one believes their story. The, t- the common horror trope, you know. Things are going down, but no one believes you. And they're both like blonde, thin, short-haired, slightly curly-haired protagonists. It's interesting. Okay. And they're yeah. in Chicago. Sure. All right. So, let's go to Candyman first here. Um, 1992. I think I remember actually when this came out, my mom saw it and then told me I was never allowed to see it. So, that's probably why I just never saw it and then, you know, I got older and kind of forgot about it. But I can see why my mom would be so vehement that I not see this movie. Yeah? Why? Well, (laughs) gee, I don't know what's scarier. The fact that there's a killer who will kill anybody, whether they are old, young, or infants, whether it's whether it's scary that it's done with a hook, and not just a hook like Scream style where they go, I'll gut you like a fish, but you know, like from groin to head. That's pretty gory, gory and pretty bad. Or just the fact that like in the end, you know, she is put into a, a pile of flames. I, the whole thing, just part and parcel, I could be like, I could see how my mother would be like, I don't think you should see that. Oh, and, you know, you're kind of glossing over the fact that it's pretty much a the ultimate nightmare for the racist white man, you know? There's a black man in my bathroom. That's true. How did he get here? <laughs> <laughs> Tea Party people hate this movie, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. It's their nightmare. Or they totally embrace it, and they're like, see, that could happen. That could happen. Candyman was real. It was a documentary. <laughs> yeah, okay. Although I have to admit, it, while we're on the subject of this... I was surprised when Candyman turned out to be black. Like, at first when they were, you know, going down that path and she ended up in the projects and all the quote, end quote, gang members she talked to all were black, I was like, Candyman's not black. I think I even turned to you and I said, Candyman's black? Yeah, and I turned back to you and said, and I said to you, didn't you just hear that whole long story explaining the origin of Candyman? Yeah, but I don't remember them saying that he was black. (laughs) Yeah, well, Candyman in the movie Candyman, he was the son of a slave who was an artisan and he had been contracted by you know the the rich white folk at the time to paint a picture of their young supple daughter and he ended up impregnating her and you know they sent the lich mom after him and see i just kind of heard the whole hey he was the artist and nobody liked him and then he impregnated this girl out of wedlock and then they lynched him i didn't get the part that he was black yeah well Again, you weren't listening that well. That's true. It's okay. That's you know it happens. But the whole bees thing and then they yeah. The bees thing was creepy. And then like every time she was, you know, on his tail, you know, first in the name of research and then in the name of just, you know, psychosis and obsession. Like the bees were in the toilet and then the bees were all over her face in the projects and it was just like, ah, bees. I'm scared of bees. You're scared of bees. I am scared of bees because I was stung once and my leg blew up. I think I should carry an EpiPen with me. Uh, I don't think so. Really? No. Why not? What happens if the What happens if the Candyman comes after me? I said his name five times. Well, you know, that wasn't very smart, was it? Did you ever do that as a kid? What? Say Candyman five times. Uh, I can't remember. I mean, it's it comes from the whole 
Bloody Mary thing. Did you ever hear about the Bloody Mary? I did do the Bloody Mary thing in bathrooms at school when I was a kid, and it was freaky. Well, that's basically what this is, but, you know. Yeah, that's true. So what did you, uh, you know, like most about Candyman? Huh. I enjoyed the fact that uh, Virginia Madsen's character, no matter how many times she was, you know, kicked, <laughs> punched in the face, uh, you know, threatened to be gored with a hook, like, she just kept coming back. She's in a hospital, for Christ's sake, and she manages to escape. My favorite part was when she gets out onto the balcony, and she's knocking on the window in her, you know, crazy, I've been committed to a hospital getup, and the nurse actually lets her in. She's like, oh, there's a crazy person standing out there on the balcony. I should probably let her in. And let's her in. She didn't really let her in as Virginia Mask just barged in and the nurse was just caught off guard. Whoa. No, she she, the, nurse, down. the nurse had to unlock the window. So you're saying that you wouldn't have let her in? No. There's a crazy person outside the window. Yeah, don't aren't let them in. You, aren't you afraid that they're going to jump when you say, oh, man, let me go and help this person? You're right. Far better for them to come in, you know, inside and, you know, kill me or maim me and take my clothing. Well, she didn't know that. She was. It was her job. She was a nurse. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I call shenanigans. Well, the main thing about this movie is, um, I don't know if we even said what the movies about at the beginning, but she's a, um, a student, a graduate student at the University of Illinois. Yes. And she, for a thesis, she is studying urban legends. Mm. And one of the urbanest urban legend in Chicago at the time is the Candyman. This is true. And this was before the advent of the internet. And so she couldn't just go check things up on Google. Like, she had to actually go and do the legwork on her own. I love that. Anytime you talk about, like, journalists or people, <laughs> uh, you know, education, you just say, why don't you just Google it? Like, don't, like, don't hit the streets. Don't, like, actually talk to people in person. Just call them up on the phone. Or better yet, just Google and, you know. Um, excuse me. I've never said that that should be done in lieu of due course and, you know, journalistic integrity. I was saying that, though, when in the class they were going over urban legends, and they were like, so how does one man in Chicago know something that some guy in New York knows, only it's slightly different? That's 2,000 miles away. And I was like, um, internet? No? Okay. Just me? Great. That's not in lieu of journalism due course. No, I remember, but we, we've talked about this, and you're like, why did you use Google? You didn't have to go all through all this trouble. About what? Well, they didn't have Google back then, so... I know, that's the whole point. But, uh, besides the point, if you're going to have a thesis, make it about a subject that might not get you killed, you know? Well, I don't think that when they started out, she thought that it would. In fact, you know, she stared into that mirror herself with her friend Bernadette and was like, Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. Well, no, yeah. but you're still doing, your thesis is on urban legends. And, you know, in all these urban legends, there are people getting hurt or, you know, people dying. Just don't cross that out altogether. Just do something else. Do your thesis on, like, I don't know, rainbows or puppies. <laughs> Because, you know, there are so many theses out there of rainbows and puppies. What if you, you get your master's in, have you rainbows and puppies? Have you investigated? There should be theses on rainbows and puppies. Maybe, you, maybe even together. How do you know that there isn't? Well, I think that would, have sure to there pertain, is. that would have to pertain to your major. So if your theses is on rainbows and puppies, what are you a master in? What is your master's degree in? Happiness. Justin Winters, Master of Happiness. Wow, you're just against happiness altogether. It's raining. But yeah, she, you know, her her creepy thesis. She wanted to go take pictures down in you know the projects, but it, you know, a word it's about scary. the projects, if you, if you will, or if we will. I don't understand what exactly defines a neighborhood or an area of living as quote unquote the projects. Well, in this. Instance, it was, you know, the public housing um, in the inner city of Chicago. Right. But so is that what defines projects across the board, though? Does it have to be public housing, or is it just a run-down neighborhood? <laughs> I'm not a... I didn't... My thesis wasn't in the projects, so uh, <laughs> I, you know... It should have been. I mean, come on, master of happiness. Don't you have to explore the dark side? I don't know, man. I, just, I do know that I saw this in 1992... 
I think it came out in the summer because I, I remember seeing it in Myrtle Beach at a, at a midnight showing. What is wrong with you that you saw this at 12 years old? What? What do you mean? That is way too nothing, young. Nothing was wrong with me. I was advanced. Anyway. I know that. But still. Seeing it at a midnight showing, though, that was probably a mistake. Yeah, you think? <laughs> <laughs> How did it affect you? It didn't really affect me at all. Except for, you know... um, how did it affect me? With whom did you see it? Probably my dad. Well, that would make sense. I probably conned him into doing it. Yeah, you, I could see that happening. Oh, there's no way I was going to come my mom and see that. I, mean, I was going to say, come she, on. She would have freaked out. She would have never let you see that, ever. She would have let. She would have taken you, gone through like the first 15 minutes, and then been like, well, honey, why don't we go outside and try that Ferris wheel that we saw? You know, and try to like, take Be you out. Be my victim. Okay, now let's get into the vocal effects of the Candyman. I don't know where that guy's internal microphone was, but half the time he didn't even move his mouth. Like, words just came out, and they always had a reverberation to them. I thought that was pretty scary. I guess as a kid, yeah, that would be scary. As an adult, I find it funny. It reminded me um, of last week when we watched the the remake of A Nightmare on Elm Street. It was similar to that. Really? How so? Because it was like reverb from within. It was like... Be my victim. <laughs> Do you like bees? I love bees. <laughs> yeah, it made him sound a lot scarier, scarier than he was. Anyway, Tony Todd, the guy that plays Candyman, yeah, he's a scary dude. Anyway, he's I mean, he's a tall. He's got those big, like morose eyes. He's sad looking, and then you know they saddle him with this really scary voice, and you're like. Oh, and True. then he's got the huge bloody hook. Okay, those things I agree are creepy. But what about the actual lines that he had to say? Because they were laughable a lot of the time. He's like, "Be my victim, you. I, I will spare the boy." No, he was. Vi- I have. Always, it's always been you, Helen. Well, it's yeah. He's he's very like eighteen nineties. Eighteen nineties. I mean, he's not saying. I'm going to kill you if you come after my bees. Like, he's not talking like that. <laughs> no, he's, although that one guy was the was like... Aristocratic. Candyman, you found him, bitch. <laughs> like, what? that's kind of what I was expecting. What? Remember the guy who hit Virginia Madsen in the head when he, we thought he was like the original Candyman? Oh, yeah. He was an impersonator Candyman. Yeah, he was Candyman Light. <laughs> Candyman <And> Light. <laughs> he was. And <laughs> I thought that that was scarier when he's like... She's like, I'm just looking for the Candyman. Well, you found him, bitch. Like, that was scarier than, be mine, Valentine. <laughs> be, my, be my Valentine. Exactly. Who, you know, <laughs> who should be scared more than the impersonator Candyman, Candyman Light? Like, that guy must have some big brass balls to be walking around, you know, the project saying, I'm Candyman. Here's my three guys walking. Like, he's got, like, a, a pack with him and stuff. Right, well... Either, well, you could go with one of two uh, trains of thoughts here. Either he himself didn't believe in it. He was like, this is great. Everybody's scared of this candy man, and they don't know who he is or what he is, so I'm just going to do it, and people will be scared of me. Or he was so scared of Candyman himself because he believed it to be the case that he was like, maybe if I impersonate him, it'll be like doing this in reverence, and he won't come after me. Yeah! I don't think Candyman Light was really thinking about this. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think he thought about that much either. Uh, Uh, So was that really Vanessa Williams in the role of Anne Marie, the girl who had the baby and freaked out when the baby got stolen? No, because it looked nothing like Vanessa Williams. (laughs) But it said Vanessa Williams in the credits. Well, there's like four or five Vanessa Williams, right? (laughs) How how do you know? Because they had to um, separate themselves by using their middle name. There's several of them. Really? Sort of like Vivica, if it's F, Vivica F. Fox? No, Vivica Fox is, I think, a, a totally original name. I don't think there are two Vivica Foxes walking around. But there's definitely more than one Vanessa Williams. That's probably true. One of them was in Candyman, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> the other, you know, lost her crown because she got naked in Playboy or whatever. This is true, and they did Ugly Betty. Totally different Vanessa Williams. And she, she sung the... Um, National Anthem? The national anthem, didn't she? <laughs> I was gonna say the oh the um colors of the wind. So oh yeah, with all the colors of the wind. The wind. Do, 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 do. Okay, so what was the scariest part <laughs> in Candyman for you? What the scariest scene for you, personally? Um, when she said that 
she was gonna make a deal with him so he would spare the child and he carried her into his like projects lair and then she was scared and he was like what are you scared of the pain what happens after and she was like both and then <laughs> he was like why are you talking <laughs> like that candy man <laughs> Use, use your inside voice, Candyman. <laughs> I will use whatever voice I would like. I am the Candyman. Not to be confused with Candyman Light. Candyman Light's like this. He's got like a lighter voice. That guy's a poser. <laughs> Actually, that was one of my favorite scenes where... Um, Let's wait away. The, li the line up at the police station <laughs> yeah. with the fake Candymans, they have to say... Bit. What, what does he say? I'm kidding, man. You found me, bitch. <laughs> that was great. It was pretty okay, good. Okay, on to your, the scene that you... Okay, scared. so yeah. So she's like, will it hurt? And, you know, he's asking, like, what? The pain or, like, you know, what are you scared of? The pain or what happens after she says both? He's like, the pain will be exquisite. And I was like, what does that mean? And then he's like, and afterward, we'll be together. It'll be great. And then, like... <laughs> you have one her to, like, stop and be like, did you just say the pain would be exquisite? Right. And then, well, I'll be honest with you, as a woman, when he said that, I was like, oh, hook in the hoo-ha, hook in the hoo-ha. Oh, my God, hook in the hoo-ha. And then, sure enough, she's laying down, and he takes the hook, and he's, like, going south. And I'm like, oh, hook in the hoo-ha. And I was so scared. Of she's like, this is not getting me hot. I don't know what you're into. <laughs> But this is not working. You and your, oh like, God. weird love haikus that you've been <laughs> not whispering, but booming out for everyone to hear. It was always <laughs> you, Virginia Madsen, hooking the hoo-ha. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was so scary. Bees. <laughs> On your face. I wanted, I wanted him to say bees every time the bees made an entrance. <laughs> But that one time he couldn't say it because he actually had bees in his mouth. So oh my god, it was the Green Mile all over again. I was like, oh, this is where the Green Mile got its source inspiration from. Candyman. There wouldn't bees in the Green Mile. And he was nice. <laughs> he like saved people's life. He, he sucked, did, but things he, came out of his mouth. He sucked like the, the bad vibes. Wa waspy bug vibes out of people. Yeah, but the bad waspy bug vibes still came out of his mouth when he regurgitated them. It's it's another example of Hollywood bringing down the black man by putting bugs in his mouth and making him regurgitate them. Keep those bugs out of my mouth. It's terrible. So you didn't even finish your <laughs> scary scene. Yeah, no, so, that, that was it. That was scary. No, I thought you were talking about how she got knocked out and she woke up and she was in the... That in the project's bathtub? She, she was in some ladies. She was covered in blood. And scary. the lady she had just met in the project's was crying because her baby had just gotten stolen and there was blood everywhere and the whatever it was had cut the dog's head off. That was, yes, a little bit scary, but I think more so than just being scary, it was like the biggest WTF moment. Well, it's because she blacked out. And then throughout the whole movie, you're thinking, okay, everyone else thinks she's crazy. From our point of view, we're seeing Candyman, but is she actually seeing Candyman? Right, she invented Or him. is, you know, is she just really crazy? Right. And that's one of the, like... But if I feel like, uh, as far as the director and writers are concerned, oh, it's actually, I think, the same person. They they didn't they didn't use good storytelling at that point in time because... You were confused? I, not only was I confused, but I was. it wasn't very quickly explained... And I'm not an LCD moviegoer. I don't think, like, you need to spell it out for me. I'm like, you know, she might be crazy, but she might not be. You but that have one, to see. But that one minute lone or origin story that you missed out that he was a black man. <laughs> I just spaced out for a second. Okay. But I just don't understand, like, one minute she's in the parking lot, and, and she also looked like she was mesmerized by him. And I was like, does he have spellbinding properties? This was never properly explained. <laughs> and then all of a sudden she's, you know, bloody in the bathtub. And I was like, what? Oh. She's like, you frame me again, Candyman. It was like the Candyman train was chugging along, going chug, 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 candy, 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 and then all of a sudden it went right, like off the track, and I went, what? I'm, I made it follow. There's a train now. I didn't see any <laughs> kind of Candyland train. Candyland? We're going to Candyland. Oh, awesome. Candyland! I'm good at that game. 
Let's think about Candyland right now, because that was a great game to play. Great game. I was good at it. What if Candyman was involved in Candyland? Oh, no. You'd want to move through that board like a lot faster if, if right. Candyman was after you. You get to like, the lollipop land, he's like, I got some lollipops. You know, what's, you know what's better than lollipops? You no, know, he's like, lollipops are exquisite. <laughs> exquisite? Really? Again, Candyman? <laughs> no, I'm glad you brought up the eyes thing, because... Several times throughout the movie, she's entranced, and yeah. like the the, the um, there's like a close up of her face, and like the lights are just on her eyes, and you can tell that she's been t- obviously being told, "Don't blink, don't yeah, blink, yeah, don't blink." <laughs> I was gonna say they had good lighting on her face in this movie. It was very like 1940s, 1950s. Let's put some Vaseline on the lens, make her look real good. <laughs> that was like the um, that was the transition from saying whatever her face was, whatever her name was. When she was starting to get crazy, she got like the Helen. Eye, the Helen, she got the eyes and the close up with her eyes not blinking at all. Which... Right, and it was like, oh, oh, we're going to crazy land now. Woo, woo. And then a lot of stuff like her day went from bad to worse, pretty much the whole. Yeah, because then she was in the insane side. Okay, wait, I just my my train of thought in my own head went. So she was in the insane asylum. For apparently a month, you know, she didn't know it because they kept her doped up on something. And then when she woke up, she was in the doctor's office and he was explaining everything and he showed her the video and everything like that. And she started talking about, like, the baby. And I, I go, wait a second, the baby? If it's been a month, what? like, is Candyman feeding the baby? Like, what's happening to the baby? <laughs> Candyman is a great babysitter. <laughs> You get what you need to get done, Helen. I'll be babysitting until you're good again. <laughs> no, Candyman wasn't even there. The baby was just chilling out for like a whole month. That in was the same the place most or something. Chill baby, by the way, that I've ever seen. Like anytime we visited the baby, it was like the same shot of him just like sitting in a makeshift projects bassinet, and he's like, <laughs> he's got like a mobile above yeah, him with much. like little hooks, <laughs> like knives. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. <laughs> Candy baby like, like mobile. Okay. No, it's gonna hurt your throat. But yeah, so like every time, like she would imagine, like oh, the baby, what's happening with the baby? Or anybody would wonder what happened to the baby. Is the baby still alive? Like there he'd be. He was just totally chilling in, you know. Yeah, like baby, won't you cry like, so the other people in the ah, building can hear you? Yeah. Mike, does the baby ever get hungry? He's within the walls. No. What about ever... diapers? Did Candyman have diapers? Of course, Candyman had. <laughs> Candy man can get whatever he wants. <laughs> Diapers are exquisite. <laughs> no, it's still Anthony. I just gotta change this. Ooh, stinky. <laughs> like or something. I don't understand. I, I did like that scene you were talking about where she's um she's been committed and you know the head of psychiatry or whatever's talking He's a to him. Douche. And she's like, okay, you're not gonna listen to me. I will just look over. Oh, you have a mirror in your office. <laughs> Vain, vain, vain person. You're about to get it, dude. She's yep. like, Candyman, and he's like, Candyman just appears, you know? He's like, I've been babysitting, but I'm here! <laughs> ah, hook through your sp- spinal cord. I gotta go. We got a date at my gym. <laughs> <laughs> That's where he was going. He was like, in route. And then she called on him and he had to stop and like, take care of that guy, and then they continued. The, the one scene that's <laughs> that really resonated with me um, throughout my childhood was the story of the boy who t- who said that he had gone outside to the bathroom and found a guy who had just gotten his wee-wee uh, cut off, and there was blood everywhere. Uh, and so, of course, I was like, I have a wee-wee. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> no. So now, you know, anytime you're in, like, a public restroom, you just got to check your corners... Well, like, honestly, like, unless you're, you know, <laughs> over the age of 12, you should not be going to the public restroom alone. You just shouldn't be. Like, period, the end. A parent should be walking you to the to Take the Candyman. Can, Candyman could go with me. <laughs> if he's your babysitter. I'm, like, holding his hook. Thanks, Candyman. <laughs> and then he's like, ha I tricked you. Off with you, wee-wee. Oh, God. What if you were like, Candyman, I need your help. I can't get my pants down. He's like, um. <laughs> He's like, I got this hook. <laughs> this might not go well for you. 
So yeah, then the baby was used. Buy your own Candyman hook. <laughs> What's that place at the mall that's sort of like Sky Mall that has all the weird like gadgets and stuff? What? Oh, Sharper Image? Sharper Image. Yeah. I'm like, well, they should sell Candyman hooks or something. Oh, wowzers. Okay. Gadget that stuff up. So then Candyman's using the baby as leverage because he is basically uh, wanting to, he's putting, how do I put this? He's taking Virginia Madsen's character and applying the girl that he impregnated back in the 1890s to her. Like, they are the same person. He wants to keep the urban legend going, and this is his way of doing it. Yes. And so if he is, well, if she is not crazy. Right, right, right. And so he uses the baby as leverage of, like, be mine, and I'll let the baby go. Yeah, how'd the baby get from the, like, the chill baby spot to underneath all the trash? Well, gee, how do we know? Because Virginia Matson fell asleep again. That happens a lot. Don't fall asleep. She was probably just narcoleptic, and nobody knew. And, you know, bad things happen when she conked out. Well, her her life has been going for not, not very well lately, so, girl, let her sleep. But when she sleeps, <laughs> bad, things, bad happen. things happen. Yeah. Anyway, to the end of the movie... The baby's under the trash or whatever. Yeah, like a giant pile of crap. The ending of the movie is like the biggest WTF. Like, what? Right, because she hears the baby crying. First of all, I don't know how and why it took her so long to, like, go through all the stuff. And and more importantly, why did she feel the need to take the hook with her? Because she's like, uh, let me paw through all this garbage with this hook. Well, that's it's easier to get the garbage out of the way. Like, I love that you're saying, why did it take her so long to get through that mound of garbage? Start pushing it aside. It's garbage, not spinning wheels. Spinning wheels? <laughs> yeah. Look at this mound of spinning wheels. <laughs> Come on. I was thinking of Sleeping Beauty because it's the only other time I've seen a pile of crap that high that ended up being set on fire. <laughs> Rumble still skin, get away from those spinning wheels. Yeah. Ah. Uh. See? How the how the people didn't hear the baby, you know, crying Nobody amongst heard. the garbage. Nobody cared. So she, Virginia Madsen's character just jumps in with her hook, looking for the baby, finds the baby. And the older kid's watching from the sidelines, doesn't see Virginia, just sees the hook and goes, Candyman's in the pile, set it on fire! So, you know, let's go lynch the um, crazy woman you know, trying to find the baby. They don't know that it's her, they think it's Candyman. But either way, they set the pile on fire. She, uh... Says, she runs into Candyman in the in the center of the garbage pile, and she's like, "You said that if I said okay, you could take me. You would let the baby go." They're having this whole long dialogue scene. <laughs> Everything's going in flames, and he's like, "I lied." She should be like, "You okay? I'm out. You know, you frame me again. Just run out." But no, right, she. No. I kept saying, "I'm like, get out!" And she and, things and, start collapsing on her. And, yeah, and he's like, "We'll be immortal." Wah. And she manages to, like, I don't know how, set him on fire, which is interesting since he's immortal, supposedly. Or, if not immortal. Again, she's just crazy. How does that happen, by the way? Because if this were supposed to be the 1890s, that he was, like, this 30-something-year-old guy, and now we're in 1992, and he hasn't aged a day, the only obvious implication is that either he's been sipping off of Goldie Hawn and Death Becomes Her, or he's immortal. And if he's immortal, how the hell is he getting burned to death? Like, how is that possible? I think you're reading way too much this movie. I can't make these logic leaps. How is he still alive? I don't understand. I don't understand. No. Okay. I, I can't do it. But yeah, the 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 whole her getting burned alive, but saving the baby thing is kind of like. Well, first I thought maybe she was gonna make it. Like she looked pretty bad, but like you know, it was just like the back of her scalp was all burned in her back. But they put out the fire, and she was smiling like, "Ha ha ha!" I saved the baby, and I was like, "Oh, she's gonna make it." They're like, "Should we call nine one one?" No. They won't come. They won't. What? So she dies. Obviously, she has the funeral. Her mm-hmm. cheating husband, which we didn't even touch upon, you know, is there with his, you know, teenage bride. Yeah. And a whole bunch of folk from the projects come. Mm-hmm. Are they coming to pay their respects, or because they thought that he, she was really the Candyman the whole time, and they're returning the hook to the Candyman and burying all the badness? Yes, the second one. You don't think it was to pay respects for saving the baby? I guess it was, yeah. So then which is it? Both. Is it like a love-hate thing? I have no idea. You saved my baby, so I feel like I should go to your funeral. It's the right thing to do, but you are the candy man. Take your hook. Uh, you forgot your hook, ma'am. Can we just, uh... 
I mean, I know one of us could have come and just brought the hook, but we thought all of us, you know, just to... Group outing! <laughs> I just don't understand. It was... See, that was not a clearly explained either. Well, again, there's there's a couple sequels that they delve into the past of Candyman. More of his origin story that you totally missed. Okay. So what do you think? Uh, total grade for Candyman? Uh, C+. Plus. C+. Plus. Yeah. It had its moments, but there were just so many holes in the storytelling process. It was like where you start off with what you think is going to be cheesecloth, and you're like, oh, I can make connections out of this. I can drain the good stuff. And then you unfurl it, and there's lots of, like, big holes in it. Got it. It was like that. Candyman is like cheesecloth. Pretty much. Cool. All right. On to the next movie? On to Child's Play. Okay. I had seen, like, I think bits and pieces of this movie over the years, so I knew the basic premise. The doll Chucky is a bad doll, he goes crazy, and... You said you'd never seen this movie, so now well, no, it's bits, I, bits and pieces you've seen? Well, no, I had never seen the movie. I had mm-hmm. seen, like, little teeny bits and pieces here and there, nothing whatsoever cohesive. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so, but I, obviously, I, everybody knows, because it's, you know, like, public knowledge that Chucky is a doll who is bad. There have been enough sequels, you know, for me to know that basic element of the story. Okay. Uh, this was more fun to watch than Candyman, for sure. Um, I don't think it was really at all scary, but that could be because I'm an adult. I think if I saw this as a kid, I would have been scared poopless. Poopless? Poopless. Like, no poop. No poop. No poop. Okay. But as an adult, I was just laughing. His dialogue is hilarious, you know, and he's calling people bad names and bad, he's saying bad words. It's it's so funnily disconcerting to see this doll, you know, who's ugly as you know what, like just swearing like a sailor and walking around, toddling around the house and killing people. I didn't root for him, but I thought it was hilarious. Got it. Okay. What do you think of the movie? Um, it's really goofy. I liked it as a kid. I think I saw that it was goofy as a kid. I just like the whole way it started out, like the whole thing with the Lakeshore Strangler in the beginning scene. This guy is escaping the cops, and when you're running from the cops, where's the best place to go? To a toy store. To a toy store, and he's like, okay, I've got to transfer my spirit with this voodoo thing. Here, I'll transfer it into this really creepy doll. (laughs) This is a great idea. What could go wrong? What a great, creepy name for him, too, to be called Chucky. Because uh, in the commercial that our little six-year-old protagonist, Andy, is watching for the good guys, the doll uh, calls himself Oscar. He's like, hi, I'm Oscar. We'll be friends till the end. And somehow Oscar just isn't nearly as creepy as the name Chucky. Maybe it's because Oscar conjures up, like, Oscar the Grouch. And you're just like, oh, that's Oscar. Like, he's not creepy. But the name Chucky is. Okay, so if you were about to die, the cops are after you, you were in a toy store, what would you transfer your spirit to? A Barbie doll. A Barbie doll? Yeah, she's small. She can get in places. She's cute. People like her. Huh. You can transfer to like a some kind of like helicopter or something. Really? So I could fly out of that place. Yeah, but then what would your what would your defense mechanism be? Just flying into people's faces? Defi- wow, my defense mechanism would be the fact that I could fly. <laughs> Stuff's getting crazy. Got to get out of here. No. Mm-hmm. What if somebody like picks you up by your propeller blade and they're just holding you by your propeller blade? I wouldn't get down that low, obviously. So you're just going to be in the air all the time? Yes. I make the rules. You never land. Never. <laughs> no, I would land sometimes, but, you know, if people, like, started to come at me, I would fly away. Actually, it would probably... I thought a lot about this, obviously. It would probably be smarter to be, like, a Red Rider BB gun from A Christmas Story, because then you could just shoot people in the face. But who's going to handle you? Yeah, I, I apparently... Are you just going to walk around as a gun? Hello, personification! Chucky was able to do things that normal dolls can't do, like get up and walk and kill things. Well, that's because he had legs and arms. So? A gun a gun doesn't have legs and arms. So what? The gun can stand up on its side and just kind of toddle around <laughs> and then shoot people in the face. Okay. I definitely... Helicopter over gun, definitely. I don't know. Maybe I was just channeling Dick Cheney. I think that's what he would do if he had to pick an, uh, something to be inside of a toy store. He would have picked the gun that's and shot people in the face. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he does. 
talk about the acting in Child's Play. What did you think of the main kid? And it was cute. Um, usually, I have to say, child actors, I wouldn't say they piss me off so much as they annoy me. Because, you know, it's just so fake and so, like, Hi, I'm a Cupid doll, and I'm saying these lines. Oh, no, now I'm very mad. Wait, wait, are you the kid or the doll? The, the kid. Oh, okay. I'm saying most... You sound like the doll. No, I'm saying... Well, that's just it. Most child actors have that sort of inauthenticity about them. Mm-hmm. And he was actually, I felt, very authentic in a child actor sort of way. I mean, he's not going to be Meryl Streep, let's be honest. But he was cute. He was precocious in a non-annoying way. And we, he said his lines well. Now, if this kid happened to end up being Meryl Streep, that would be the acting <laughs> performance of a lifetime. Right? Kid's not going to be Meryl Streep because yeah. he's a boy. Anyway, <laughs> he, <laughs> he did have a breakdown scene that he was like actually crying some pretty big tears. Yeah, and I wondered, I was like, what did the director tell him to get him to cry like that? This doll is real. It's going to kill you. Or like Andy, or actually his name was Alex, the actor's name. Alex, honey, your dog died. The doll, like, the doll just killed your mother. Your real, <laughs> your real mother. Eh, she was a manager and she was kind of a bitch, so it's okay. What? Well, momagers. What? Never mind. Forget it. Momagers? Yes. You talk about the actor's mom now? Yeah. You don't even know the actor's I mom. I don't. You're right. She might be a very nice lady, but usually child actors are managed by their moms, a.k.a. momagers, and they are bitches. Okay. So you kind of like the kid's acting skills. It was cute. The mom was kind of out there in her acting skills. She was a little... <laughs> uh, she, I think... She was acting at 11 pretty much the whole time. Do you know what she reminded me of? Community theater. At its best. Like, that's the type of actress she was at her core. Not a Broadway actress, not like a seasoned theatrical artist, but a community theater girl all the way. Yeah, lady, go method. Come on, this is subprime acting skills. I'm telling you, it's the doll. The doll, I say, the doll. Like that, like, shaking of the head up with her nose pointed up at the cop. One of my favorite scenes is is the scene uh, about 30, 45 minutes in where um, <clears throat> the mom is alone at the apartment and threatening to throw the doll into the fire. Yes! She's like, oh, I've had enough. I'm going to throw you into the fire if you don't say something. And that's when he starts, like, actually going crazy. She calls him a bastard, by the way. Like, who does that? Who doesn't be like... This is going to have to be, uh, you know, a more heavily rated podcast now. But who doesn't be like, listen, you son of a bitch. Like, she holds up and I'm just like, you bastard! Bastard! Talk to me! I bought you on the street and now you're trying to kill everyone! Right. What would you have done? I'm curious. If you were were in the back of your head convinced Mm -hmm. that your kid's doll was really at the root of all these problems and it wasn't your kid and your kid was not lying, Uh but you couldn't get the doll to talk even though you discovered like she did that he didn't have batteries, what would have been your gameplay? Well, I wouldn't have been interrogating the (laughs) doll like she was. You just killed him? Yeah. Just, hey, FedEx him somewhere. (laughs) FedEx him somewhere? Yeah, just FedEx him somewhere. Later, Chucky, you're somebody else's problem. But what about that time when he's sitting in the box waiting, you know, to be sent off to FedEx? Like, he has to be with you for that much longer. I knock him out and then I put him in the box. Well, he hadn't shown you he was alive yet. How are you going to knock him out? I don't need to know. Like, as soon as the kid starts telling me that he's like this, you know, strange killer guy and he's saying all these strange things, that's enough. Like, okay, the, the, the doll didn't cost that much. It wasn't that big of a thing, you know? Yeah, but what I don't understand is... Why she, like, gave him every opportunity to talk before throwing him in the fire. Like, just be like, you're going to say something, you son of a bitch. Nope. Okay, guess not. Like, throw him in the fire. Yeah. She, Done. She's like, okay, it's your last chance. Do you want to kill any one of my friends? Any more of my friends? Come on. Yeah. You know? I mean it this time for realties. Like, it was like that. So she was she was kind of a pisser. Uh, I enjoyed the cop more than I thought I would. Because in the beginning, he was pissing me off when he didn't believe anybody, like the kid or the mom, about what was going on. He was like the worst cop ever for yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he was the worst cop in the end, too. Well, one of your favorite scenes, I know, was the um, scene where he's driving, the cop's driving. Yeah, so mad. And Chucky just jumps out in the car and starts... Uh, Stabbing ch- the seat? No, he chokes him first with, like, some uh, jumper cables, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. But the whole time in the scene, the cop just doesn't think to stop the car or anything. He gets like... 
Well, the way they filmed Let's keep it. keep going at 65 miles per hour. <laughs> it was like child's play speed version. He's like, it's not hard enough, you know. Let me make it harder <laughs> to myself by speeding through downtown Chicago. Well, the way it was filmed, it made it seem like he was trying to step on the brakes, but he just kept missing and getting the gas pedal every single time. But after a while, I was like, are you serious? Where'd you get your license? Like, you don't know which side the gas pedal is on versus the brake? Even I'm not a very good driver, and even I wouldn't have been able to stop the car. Or if the car is out of control and you can't find the brake to stop it, crash into something yeah. on purpose! Yeah, like a toy store or something, and then you could put your spirit in another doll, and then you have this huge doll fight. That would have been a good sequel. Does that happen in the sequels? Um, like I said, the sequels pretty much consist of the doll going after the kid as much as possible. Really? Yes. Oh no. To the extent you haven't even realized. Like it's you're like, holy crap, this kid's gonna have to like move to Antarctica to get away from this puppet doll thing. Well, I thought that, that the voodoo guy said you could kill the doll just by shooting him in the heart. Yeah. Is that guy an expert? That guy's like a cracked up voodoo doll guy. Number one, that's one of the big things as a kid that I even recognize. If you're like into voodoo, who makes a voodoo doll themselves? <laughs> I noticed that too. Who does that? Not only who, who makes a voodoo doll himself, who has it just like lying around where anyone could find it? You a know? masochist. That was stupid. He deserved, he, like, he deserved to die. I'm really into S&M. I hope that an enemy comes by and picks this up and knows what to do with it. I'm glad I'm an idiot and I left this voodoo doll <laughs> myself around, you know? It's such a pretty little voodoo doll. It's so pretty. Oh, man. Another great thing about this movie is the fact that, yes, there's dolls and, like, um, puppetry, but there's also little people in masks running around. OMG. <laughs> when I first realized that that was going on, that was what was going on as opposed to just straight puppetry. Because they're obviously like, a little bit bigger. Yeah, yeah. In certain scenes, I was like, shut up. Is that a person? Like, who just ran by and, like, bent down and smacked, you know, and, like, ran away again? And it occurred to me, I was like, that was not a puppet. That was like, they dressed up. I thought, I, was, I wasn't bright enough to realize it was a little person. I thought it was like a little child. And I was like... Well, that's like child abuse. They put a two or three year old in that costume and run around. That's why he was crying. That's why the kid was crying because he was he was also playing the the, the, the dog. <laughs> They're like getting double time out of him. Exactly. No, get in the mask and terrorize yourself, <laughs> and then we're gonna shoot the other way. So it's like you're crying. It's... Oh man, that's why we have child labor laws. Oh. But I really did consider that. I was like, oh my gosh, is it like a little child that they dressed up and like made him run around? Did you have oh. a favorite scene that uh, stuck out in your memory that you liked about? Well, the whole ending sequence was both my favorite and most maddening part of the film. Because, you know, it was like, how do you kill this doll? Yes, there's this whole, is it, right, you're supposed to like shoot him in the heart or, you know, somehow disable his heart. Mom's a bad shot. And she keeps like, you know shooting off his face, then she shoots off an arm, then she shoots off a leg, and she runs out of bullets, the, ga the gun gets uh, jammed. It's like, are you kidding me? Comedy of errors with the gun. They're, like, the they're like throwing everything in their apartment at the yeah. stall when you're like, just throw it out the window. Right. Like, save some time. Okay. <laughs> or like, rip out stuffing or something. I was like, I know that this doll is like hardcore and tries to bite you a lot, but like, you are an adult. You can take down the doll. And then... Take off its arms, take off its legs. Like, you know what? That's what you did well, when you were a kid. That that would obviously have been the smart move. I mean, I grant you that it was a rather large doll because when the six-year-old was holding him, I was like, God, that's a big doll to be lugging around. But as somebody who has worked with kids for as long as I have, I know what the size of a child is. If there was some sort of evil doll that was the size of a small child running around, I would be able to take it. And I'm not big. Like, I could take that, something that size. <laughs> I just imagine this, like, training sequence, like Rocky. You're, like, getting ready to fight this doll. <laughs> Doing some, some bicep curls oh, no. with actual dolls in your yeah. hands. Yeah, exactly. You're, like, punching dolls in the face. Like, da, 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 da. That would be funny. But, so, yeah. So, then I was both laughing and finding myself very angry at that point. And then what really tipped over the edge for me was the cop. The freaking cop, man. The cop... I understand. It must be it must be very painful to get stabbed in the calf, and I think very often in movies, and too often in fact, yeah, somebody gets hurt and they just keep going like nothing happened. You know, like they get shot six times and the, they still run. The slice of the calf that's used a lot in scary movies because that that will just cause you to just fall down instantly. 
I get that. But there wasn't even, like, a lot of blood or anything. Like, he was just like, oh, my leg. He, he was, limped around for again, a little bit, and then he was done. He wasn't much of a cop. We've established <laughs> that. Even though Chris Serene and the guy that played the cop, we loved him in Friday Night. He was great in Friday Night. Yes. But in this movie, he wasn't, you know, slow to, you know, realize what's going on. He was always, like, last one on board. And then he had this partner with this porn star mustache who was, <laughs> who was like one of the worst actors in the whole movie so. but his friend remind I don't know why but his friend reminded me of people various people I'd gone to like high school with you went to uh, porn star high school or something <laughs> well <laughs> that would have made child's play just way more <laughs> insane no I can't even go there but yeah so be my friend to the end <laughs> Chucky Chucky's like yeah, yeah. That's it. One of the sequels is... Um, uh, well, we have Bride of Chucky. Bride of Chucky. And there's like puppet sex. Really? And there's Seed of Chucky. They have a baby. Like it just goes off the deep end pretty much. Yeah, it's off the rails. Yeah. They pretty much took the funny parts and just amplified it in the sequels. So. Oh, but that's probably good because that's what makes this movie work. Yes. Yeah, you can't pretend like this is a scary movie. Although, at some points, they do play it a little too serious, and you're like, okay, let's step back from this. Again, it's a little midget doll running around. It's like right. if, It's like if Teddy Ruxpin <laughs> went, went murderous on someone. Right. But as a kid, I, was, I thought one of my stuffed animals was evil. <gasps> was it my buddy? No. I wanted it my buddy. It was a rabbit named Christine, and I thought that she was evil because... I played with her the least out of all my other stuffed animals, and then we had the Northridge earthquake, and I felt like she was giving me evil looks, like, ever since then. And my mom was like, if you're so scared of her, <gasps> let's get rid of her. And I was like, no, because then she'll be pissed off, and she'll seek revenge, and there'll be another earthquake. So I, even though I was scared crapless of this stuffed rabbit, I wouldn't let my mom get rid of it, and I gave her, like, prime seating on my bed and, like, babied her because I was, like, so scared. Wow. Yeah. Your bunny was a bitch. <laughs> she was. She was a You bitch. just catered her to her even though you thought she started the earthquake apparently. Well, because I was afraid she would ha- she would do another one. Like if I didn't placate her. Why did you bury her in the yard or something? Because then she would still be alive. She'd just be buried alive and pissed. I'm not an out of sight, out of mind sort of girl. Like I didn't think you that just tear tear her up. I didn't think that getting rid of her would solve the problem. Like, I thought that, very loosely, I didn't use the word spirit or anything, but, like, for lack of a better term, like, her spirit would be mad, and she would make another earthquake happen. It was very OCD, and I didn't realize it at the time, but now I'm an adult, and I look back, and I go, wow, that was OCD. Yeah. I think as a kid, I just didn't really subscribe to the whole doll thing. I just thought thought they were kind of, like, Cabbage Patch dolls and stuff like that. Especially, I don't know why anyone would want a, a life-size doll, and especially a life-size doll, and then you dress up like your life-size doll like the kid did in this movie. Yeah, that part's a little creepy. I'm like, okay, kid, you're just... yeah. Chucky's going to frame you, and that's what happens. He gets framed, and you're like, okay, stupid kid, stop dressing up like Chucky. So. Yeah, exactly. And But it is, in a way, kind of like the perfect crime, because who's going to believe a kid who's like, the doll did it, the doll said... Candyman did it. <laughs> no one believes the Candyman either. <laughs> They should have had, like, a Candyman Child's Play... Crossover. Yes, exactly. That would have been excellent. Like, Candyman's, like, just, like, stressed right in, and he's got the oh Chucky God. on his shoulder. What if, in, like, some sort of Saturday Night Live-esque sort of skit, uh-huh. Virginia Madsen ran into uh, Andy's mom, and their stories intersected at, like, climax times of both pictures? Where one of them's like... I escaped from the insane asylum and I'm looking for a baby and I think he's in that pile of trash over there and will you help me? And she, the other one, You don't like, need this baby. Here's Chucky. <laughs> yeah, she's like, she's like, that's not a baby. That's a doll. We have to kill it. Yes. That would be the most hilarious Saturday Night Live skit ever. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> okay. But yeah, if it, like, sort of like a Freddy versus Jason, but it could be a Chucky versus Candyman. Oh, yeah. Who do you think would win? Dude, Candyman would kick... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was in the bees off, like you know, yeah, fling the, the fling the bees, bees. At, at at Chucky. You don't even need the bees. Chucky's you just like good. hook him in the stuffing and be done. Got him. Got him in the stuff. Got him in the stuff. Yep. Cool. I so. give Chucky. I'm uh, not Chucky. I'm sorry. At uh, Child's Play, a B minus. 
So C plus for Candyman, B minus for Child's Play. Yeah, I like Child's Play more than I liked Candyman just because it was funnier and I was laughing more. Okay. Do, do either of them make you want to watch any of the sequels to see how their stories transgress? Child's Play, yes. Candyman, no. Because um, actually the sequel to Candyman, Candyman 2, was directed by Bill Condon who did Dreamgirls. Hmm. Gods and Monsters. That's interesting. Yeah, it's really strange. Well, I mean, I might be willing to read the synopses of what happened, eh, but I, like, I'm not so interested in sitting I think I watched it hours. once, and I was like, eh. Right. But again, the Child's Play ones, they just get crazy, and you're like, right. okay. Which is why I might be interested in watching one or two of those. Gotcha. Okay. But this was good. It's it, We're having a good month here with all these freaky movies. Scary movie month. Yeah, but they, some of them don't feel very scary, which is why I'm calling them freaky. Because some of them are just kind of creepy. Makes me want to watch Silence of the Lambs. Now that's a good movie. It is a good movie. It is a good movie. It's true. It's freaky. So, it puts lotion in the basket. Which one has been the scariest one so far? Candyman? Um, perhaps. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'd have to think about it, to be honest. I'll let you know. To be continued. <sighs> Next week we're um, going to get you to watch Paranormal Activity. That might be it. Just in time for the sequel as that well. That might be it. That should be interesting. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, the lessons learned. Don't have a crazy, ugly doll that tells you to murder people and things and then lie about it. And? Don't say Candyman five times while looking in the mirror. I know I've said it more than five times looking at the laptop, but that's not a mirror, so that's okay. Just break all your mirrors, dude. Then you don't, you won't be tempted. Yeah. The narcissistics out there are like, what? I'm not going to lie. There's a small part of me that now is like, who cares if I didn't look in the mirror? The fact that I said it more than five times while talking on this podcast, does this mean I'm going to die in my sleep? No. Are it's you always, sure? It's like when you're brushing your teeth after you say it. You're like, oh, oh Candyman, don't even let me brush my teeth. Are you sure I'm going to be okay? Can we sleep with the light on? This just should imply the weird score oh, the weird, in, yeah, yeah, in Candyman. Well, cool. Um, if he comes into our bedroom at night, I really hope that you defend my honor. I will. Good. I will block the bees. You and the bees. I'm more scared of the hook than the bees. What if roaches came out of his mouth? Okay, I'm done with this conversation. <laughs> I can't talk to you anymore. Good night. like a huge like swarm of roaches. Oh, came, God. Came at your face. You really don't want me to sleep tonight, I can tell. In fact, you want me to kill you and smother you with a pillow. All right, on the next So I Married Movie Geek, we'll have a different co-host because Justin will be dead. So say your goodbyes now. Wow. I didn't know this is where I'd have to say my goodbyes. Don't, um, don't mess with me. Love my family and friends. Thank you. Um, you've been awesome. That's it, man. There you go. Keep living. <laughs> Keep living. We'll put that on your tombstone. Keep living. <laughs> <laughs> That's like Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Aerosmith. Three weeks. You and me, baby. <laughs> that was a good impression. All right, till next week. All right, goodbye.